There are so many things I've learned since starting this podcast that I'm constantly amazed by how my brain has been opened and how closely held ideas have changed. I'm a big fan of Mindscape host, astrophysicist Sean Carroll, and he's convinced me most of our opinions don't stand the test of time. One fact I know that is eternal is that there are people in this world who, by their actions, make all of our lives better. I have several friends, and I don't just mean Facebook friends. I'm talking about people I can count on who fit that bill. They are so invested in others, they forget about themselves. Dr. Robert Hockett is one. Judge Leon Holmes is another, and former Houston Oiler quarterback Dan Pastorini fits right in that list of my heroes. Many pro athletes shine in the public eye while they're actively playing. Dan Pastorini has been a major contributor to the city of Houston for decades. Very soon, I'm going to be very pleased to have Dan live on the podcast, but today I'm going to start off this session with my thoughts on my friend and why I hold him in such high esteem. This is The Last Call with Jim McCrow. Join us as Jim reveals the inside stories from some of the people who shape music, movies, and television, books, and public opinion. These episodes will give you a first-hand look at the stories behind the headlines as each guest shares the secrets of their success and the many times they stared failure in the face. Many guests are people just like you. Here now is Jim McCrow as he issues his last call for today's guest. There was a football game in 1978 when the Houston Oilers' entire season hung in the balance of one game. For the wild card, the Oilers had to beat Miami's Dolphins in their home stadium to advance in the playoffs. You talk about a Christmas present. The Love You Blue, under the direction of Bum Phillips, were spending Christmas Eve, December the 24th, in Miami to face the dreaded Dolphins in a loser-go-home game. The only people who gave the Oilers a chance were wearing light blue and singing about their beloved team. The quarterback, Dan Pastorini, was, to use a trite expression, beat to hell. Earlier in that season, he had sprung his ankle, his ribs were smashed, his throwing arm was damaged, but he knew if the Oilers were going to pull out a miracle, he would have to play, hurt or not. You can go to YouTube and watch the game. Hobbled and hurting Pastorini and the gang from Houston were up against all odds. Hall of Fame running back, the great Earl Campbell, was ready to go. Ken Burrow and Guido Merkins were Pastorini's targets, and Greg Sampson, Conway Heyman, Ed Fisher, Morris Towns were given the task of protecting their quarterback if the Oilers were to have a chance. 
I urge you to visit YouTube and share this gutsy outing for yourself. I have many times, and each time I get just as excited as I did watching that Christmas Eve in 1978. Number seven in your program and number one in your heart hasn't stopped scoring for the city of Houston. It's been decades, yet Dan's personality and hard work is still a major force in the Bayou City. For the past years, Dan's Celebrity Golf Tournament has raised millions for one of the most worthwhile projects to help kids through incredibly tough times, no matter what their needs are. The efforts of Dan and his friends, like Roger Clemens, Goose Gossage of the Yankee World Series fame, many of his Oiler teammates and all pros from every major league franchise play golf with one thing in mind, helping those who can't help themselves. October 29th, will be a huge party, as only Houston can throw, followed by the celebs and golfers dedicated to being an angel in deserving kids' lives. As we get closer to the date of October 29th and 30th, I'll be telling you more ways that you can join Dan's team and play one of the most beautiful golf courses in the Houston area. I'll keep you informed as we get closer to the date. I think you'll learn why I hold Dan Pastorini in such high regard. Love you, Blue, and love you, Danny. Going from the field of combat of an NFL team like the Houston Oilers, the competition reigns just as deadly in Hollywood, over television and movies. And who better to tell us about it than Randy West, my good friend and historian, and he knows the inside stories that uh, make the world, or at least show business, go around. One of his dear friends is a friend of mine, the dear Peter Marshall. You're talking about Peter Marshall, uh, Bill Armstrong, who was the announcer on Celebrity Sweepstakes and was, yep. a producer of it. Mm -hmm. Your show. Uh, and Peter started together on Hollywood Squares. Right, right. And when in the later years, just before Bill passed away, uh, he was living at the pool house of Peter Marshall. Peter I was taking. Yes, and uh, Bill, unfortunately, had the heart attack and died in Peter's uh, driveway. Oh, my goodness. I yeah. didn't know that. Didn't know that. Now, you knew all these players because you were a star at NBC oh. with these guys. You were in studio, I want to say, one or three. It was three. You were three. Peter was in, well, Peter moved around quite a bit with that show. Sometimes he was in three or two or four. Mm -hmm. I remember him in three, but with the Hollywood Squares. Uh, you were there with Chuck Woolery. When he yes, was indeed. Doing, uh, what, what was that? That was Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. 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 You, you were one of the boys, one of the guys. <laughs> there, there was a time when Peter Marshall and I were having lunch over in the commissary, and you had to walk across the star's parking lot to get mm -hmm. to the studios. And as we got to the studios, 
there's Chuck Wooler. He had been doing Wheel of Fortune for maybe a couple of weeks. And he comes out and Peter looked at him. He had on a silk dressing gown and an <laughs> ascot. <laughs> and P I I couldn't help laughing. And Peter looked at him and said, Who do you think you are? Basil Basil Rathbone. <laughs> but that oh was Chuck. God. That was Chuck. Well, Chuck was a you know a country boy from uh, Kentucky. And this, he came to L.A. to uh, further his singing and songwriting career. Right, he'd, right. He'd had a hit with a song called Naturally Stoned. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, he came here to, to, to pursue music. And he met Jonathan Winters in uh, Marie Callender's restaurant, which is kind of a pie mm. shop diner. Sure, And sure. Uh, they struck up a conversation. And Jonathan Winters thought that he was so charming that he got him on The Tonight Show on one of the nights that Jonathan was booked. Mm -hmm. Hey, I, want to, I brought a friend with me. Let's bring him out here. And who happened to be watching The Tonight Show that night but Merv Griffin. Merv saw Chuck Willery and thought, wow, what a charming guy, handsome and, and funny and glib. And he invited him onto The Merv Griffin Show, Merv did. And then uh, took a liking to him. And next thing you know, he's got him hosting Wheel of Fortune. So when you met him a couple of weeks only into Wheel yeah. of Fortune, he was so green, brand new to this world. So I could just see him, as you describe him, in a smoking jacket, a lounging <laughs> yes, jacket yes, with an yes. ascot. From there's a wonderful, <laughs> I'm sorry, Randy, there was a yeah. wonderful story that I uh, participated in because Chuck was doing Wheel of Fortune. And I was on a break from Celebrity Sweepstakes. So I went over and stood by the door because Charlie O'Donnell was the announcer. And uh, I love Charlie to do. And uh, so I'm, I'm waiting and the game played and it was wonderful. And the person won. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> Chuck turned to the lady and said, and what do you want to buy? And she said, well, Chuck, I'll take that lamp for $5.95, and she started, I don't think she picked anything over $100, and it went on and on, and I'll take the luggage, and it got on and on, and finally at the end, with this woman, Chuck turned and said, well, tell her what she wants, Chuck. Well, the announce took about eight minutes <laughs> for him to go through, and they quickly changed the rules mm -hmm. so that they didn't have to buy everything they could say, and you also add $1,000 or whatever. But uh, I died laughing. Charlie had sweat. Pouring off. <laughs> it was it was a true game show moment. I'll tell you. Oh my God, that's great! But people who may not remember when you won on Wheel of Fortune at the time, it was a big shopping show. You won yeah. so many thousand dollars, and you could buy this or that or that or this. And each time a, a contestant picked a prize, Charlie O'Donnell had three by five <laughs> cards. And uh, oh, I'll take the luggage, yeah. and he would take the luggage from the, you know, put it down because yeah, he's going to read really. that one. Pull him out of the deck of cards, <laughs> and uh, normally it would be three, four prizes. But if she's yeah. picking all these tiny things. Oh my God, it was like, amazing! It's a half an hour of prizes. Our guests and Jim will be back in a moment. Why did a violently angry Jerry Lewis threaten Joan Rivers' life? TV Inside Out goes behind our screens and behind the scenes. 
More all true, fully vetted, direct from the sources stories than any other look behind the scenes ever. TV Inside Out guarantees you'll never watch TV the same way again. Get your copy of TV Inside Out today at barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookseller. We had our own share of mess-ups on Celebrity Sweepstakes. One of the things was the fact that as the celebrities wrote down their answers, those answers could be seen backstage. So Bert Sugarman said, I tell you what, why don't I give you a signal, Jim, to go back to a star? I'll just hold up if it's star number three star number two, star number six, and you go back and call on them. And I said, hey, what a great idea. That's wonderful. Now, we are doing a podcast, uh, and this isn't broadcast so we can say words right. <laughs> like ass. But uh, right away, well, we were playing the game, and Tina Sinatra was one of our stars. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she didn't get called on, and Bert was holding up three, three. And I looked up at, at Tina, and I said, Tina, I'm interested in what you wrote down. And she said, uh, you did. You really don't want to know, Jim. I said, oh, yeah, I do. And Bert's still back there holding the card up, three, three, three. <laughs> and I'm going back to Tina, and now almost getting argumentative, like, uh, Tina, really, here's how we play the game. Jim asks questions, and you give answers. And I'm going (laughs) to ask you one more time, what did you write down? She said, okay, Jim, I wrote down, screw you. (laughs) And I, you talk about Bob freezing. I didn't know what to do. I looked up, (laughs) Neil Marshall and Alan Thicke were producing. Uh I looked up for help, anybody, the stage manager, Alan, Neil Marshall, Sugarman, all of them were staring at me. (laughs) I I did not know what to do. And finally, I realized that uh, we just go on. So I picked the game up and we we finished. Now, when it aired, thanks to Mr. Sugarman, When it aired, I say, Tina, what did you write down? And she said, I, you don't want to know, Jim. And they edited, and then they cut to me looking like I had just been apoplectic. The crowds were screaming. The Oilers were about to score. As Dan Pastorini led the Houston Oilers to a playoff victory over the Dolphins in Miami. Can you imagine what it was like to be on Pastorini's team that day in 1978? Number seven of Love You Blue has been leading teams here in Houston to remarkable wins for a long time. And now you get a chance to play on his team. Dan Pastorini is calling signals for all golfers to join him at the Dan Pastorini Celebrity Golf Tournament, benefiting the B and Angel Foundation. October 29th, you will be at the huge team party at the Palatial Woodlands Waterway Marriott. Then Monday, October 30th, you can tee it up with such stars as baseball great Roger Clemens, seven-time Cy Young Award winner, Aggies All-American running back Bubba Bean, Oilers linebacker Robert Brazil, 
Larry Durker's Astros All-Star, Goose Gossage, World Series champ, plus many other celebrities at the beautiful Walden on Lake Conroe Golf Club. As a player in Dan Pastorini's Celebrity Golf Tourney, benefiting Be an Angel, helping kids with special needs. Call 713-444-3618 to get your place on the All-Star Team. Call 713-444-3618 right now to Be an Angel. Dan says it's a weekend you will never forget. That's an all-pro weekend with Dan Pastorini and friends at Walden. He also produced a show that we did at the Hollywood Palace uh-huh. called Hollywood Beauty Sweepstakes. Okay. And we had all of these Beverly Hills, Malibu women dressed in all kinds of, of attire. Mm-hmm. And our celebrity, the celebrity judge, was Shelly Winters. <laughs> and so Shelly is sitting there in makeup, and we're about ready to go. And she's sitting there in the makeup chair getting the, the mud put on her, as we talk about. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, three of these young ladies came into the makeup room to touch their hair up. And the expression on Shelly's face was amazing. And she stopped. And the girls left. And she looked up at me and she said, who was that? I said, that's our contestants, Shelly. They, you have contestants like that? I said, yes. She said, I'm out of here. <laughs> and she left. She left. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> 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 and the producer had to, I, I don't remember who he got, but he, he had to call people very quickly and have uh-huh. them come down. But Shelly just split, man. She wasn't going to be on with those bikini babes, I guarantee you. And that was my entrance into game shows, which was just amazing. Just amazing. Oh, that's funny. We've never spoken about that. Oh, my gosh. That's good. That's good. And I did a, a game show um, with Chuck Barris mm-hmm. called The Game Game. Yeah, that's right. You did. And I was sent over by my agent to audition for what he thought was the announcer. Oh. Well, the announcer of all of Chuck's shows was Johnny Jacobs. Johnny so, Jacobs. Yep. But I'm over, and Chuck says to me, uh, would you like to apply for the host? And I said, sure. Man, I would have applied for a news job and selling newspapers on Sunset and Vine if I could have. <laughs> but anyway, I said yes. And see, we did run-throughs of Game Game over and over and over. And he said, now, let me tell you, do all of this. And if you will, stand by, because at the last minute, I may replace you. Mm. And I thought, oh, Okay. That's all right with me. You know, I've got a chance. What's going to happen? We were again shooting the first of Game Game at Hollywood Palace, the ABC thing there on Vine. And uh, I'm all dressed up in my little suit (laughs) standing backstage. But nobody's told me I was going to host. And Chuck turns and I had a cup of coffee in my hand. And Chuck turns to me and knocked the coffee out all over my show suit. And he went, oh, my goodness, we'll get you changed. So they get changed. Nobody still has told me that I was going to do the show. Mm. And so now I'm all changed, and I'm standing off stage. And and Chuck said, well, 
good luck. And I said, Chuck, um, and is, is that goodbye? He said, no, 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 you're hosting. <laughs> and about that time, Johnny Jacobs said, and here's the star of our show, Jim. And I went, whoa, that's that. <laughs> oh, and it was just awful. It oh, was you're just shot, awful. shot out of a cannon right onto the oh, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, how did it go? You say it was awful. How, how did it go? It went very well. The, the, it went well because, as in most game shows, the format is always in cement. Mm-hmm. By the time the show gets on the air, all you have to do is play the game. Yeah. And that game was very easy to play. And uh, the the and it worked. Apparently it worked. But my God, my blood pressure had to be <laughs> 190 or something. <laughs> but because of Game Game, I made a lot of friends, Randy, that uh, I got to to follow their career and and react with them. One of the men that I met on Game Game was Burt Reynolds. You've been a part of Jim McCrell's Last Call. Any opinions or views expressed by the guest do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Last Call hosts or staff. Last Call is a creation of Fernhurst Productions. Join us next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button to stay informed of the next guest who will answer the last call. As is my habit, after the show is over, I do a little backstage talk with you. And one of the things that I want to share with you, the listener, is how proud I am of some of the friends that I've made over the years and the people that are important to me and the importance of their friendship and the importance of their life. I have a program coming up very shortly with a federal judge, Leon Holmes, and a convicted murderer that will touch your heart. It'll be on Last Call with Jim McCrell. Thanks now for Dan Pastorini and Randy West, who have made this program very memorable for me. Thank you all.